Hey Rollers, this is Josh. If you're a nerd like us, you should check out our Patreon. We have bonus QPR content, like what Eek and Emberlin are doing while the party continues their adventure, Solinar first getting into an Alarian gang, or how Boat got into the professional wrestling circuit. Thank you so much. We're only able to record QPR with the support of listeners like you. Check us out at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. What in the hell did he just say? (laughs) (laughs) It was at that moment that I thought to myself, what have I gotten myself into? It was at that moment that I said, I can't understand what they're saying because I'm talking over It was in that moment. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Cryer Listening Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way to you. Now, with not much time left, I'll get right to the journey at hand. The party spent the whole afternoon shopping at the infamous Gilded Lily where Boat, Koza, and even Johannes got flawless and fashionable outfits fit for royalty. It's good to know that I'm not the only one who didn't plan an outfit for the ball and must now scramble to finish my shopping before the big event. Now let's see what sort of cleverly crafted machinations the party gets up to as we close in on the masquerade. And as always, y'all take care now. You all find yourselves standing in one of the bedrooms of Sophia's house, surrounding the bed in a semicircle and staring at a pile of items, rope, lockpicks, various weapons, most notably of all, two separate strange outfits, one being a cartoon rat costume. Alita, clutching the bridge of her nose, goes, So, I'm, I'm sorry. Run this by me again? What we're doing? It's all very simple. We just have to go through it beat by beat, and we'll all know the score, and we'll be able to get out of this aces. It starts off... Why are you talking like that? Because it's a heist. (laughs) (laughs) He draws his long cigarette. Yes. (laughs) And he he starts... He snaps his fingers as a low jazz beat starts playing over the narration. He's like... All right, cats, it's going to go down like this. First, first, a couple of rats are going to crawl up through the sewer. Then, they're going to infiltrate the party. Then... Somebody's going to have a cardiac event at this soiree, and that'll distract some folks. And then, Sophia, you've got the potion, right? Uh, so, Sophia, Roy, you have the potion, right? Uh, right, uh, you needed uh, this little one, this tiny vial. Uh, so you're going to need to drink it really, really fast, because if you drink it too slowly, it might shut down your liver. Oh, okay. Uh, f- drink it fast, okay? Yeah, just take it like a shot. Doom. Like a shot. Okay, okay. Um, 
Solnar taught she me how to do this. She looks over at Boat. I- I'm sorry. Koza's taking shots, right? And then Solnar taught me. Oh, yeah. I, I showed Koza the best way to take shots. If everything goes the way it should, that should be the only shot anybody takes tonight. So, after he goes down, then we're going to have a decoy theft, and it's going to draw the eyes away from where we are. Then, there's going to be an actual theft. And while this is going on, noted investigator and detective Jazz Tamarind appears on the scene. And with his massive powers of deduction, he further distracts everybody as he tries to solve the mystery of who killed Koza. Then, Solinar steals Koza's body. And then... We have a one. I'm sorry, how many things is Solinar stealing over the course of this night? It's all going to be well, fine. Don't worry about it. He's very yeah, capable. We, we wanted to make sure we didn't put an put a upper limit on that. Yeah. And then. Got it. And then Koza's going to wild shape to escape. Aren't there, like, weird things protecting the artifacts? How, how are we going to do a decoy theft well, without setting all those things well, off? Well, there, there's no magic in, in the, 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 the artifact room. Only physical alarms. So all we have to do is find the physical alarm and disable it. And if all else fails, we're going to burn the place to the ground. What? What our backup plan always arson well i'll tell you because under the name jazz tamarind recently i took out a hefty fire insurance policy on the estate (laughs) (laughs) can you take out a fire insurance policy on someone else's house you can if you have a forged document that says you're the owner (laughs) it sounds like some orphans are about to come into a windfall (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bold of you to assume boat would give any of that money to the orphans. i'm like a modern day robin hood okay yeah i don't want to tamarind jazz tamarind would totally support those orphans mm-hmm. so real quick so this is all going to be happening over about amount of time um do we get to do like maybe any dancing did, did and you partying did you just say about amount of time <laughs> Uh, it's almost as though you... she expected somebody to overdub the amount of time while she was talking. <laughs> really quick, really quick. <laughs> Does Alita? So Alita's like, "Hey, but what about partying, y'all?" Well, well, well actually, that's uh, going to be an important part of the the mission because we have to make sure to appear like we're there because we're there for the party, not to to steal things. Well, well, we yes, we can't show up like we're going to steal things. I've just, I've never gone to something like this, and I want to see what it's like. Well, that's, Boat and I are going to be mm-hmm. disguised as servants for most of the party, up to the point where the speech begins, at which point I break away, I get into the gardens, and I start scaling walls like a proper criminal. I have a, I have a quick meta question. Um, what do the servants dress in? Uh, I want you to imagine very generic butler clothes with a napkin draped over the arm. Okay. And then I want you to make it slightly more fantasy looking. Okay, so I'll put, put, a, put a tree on that napkin. Yeah, well, we're in Tinkerhaven, so I'm just going to put some gears on it. Yeah. Put a gear what, on that hat. What I'm hearing is standard butler uniform, 
But then, like, because it's high fantasy, it's more like a giant rat sort of deal. No. All right. um, so they all, butler, they, all have, but... they all have capelets and swords. All right. Just, just, to, just to get this out there. Jazz Tamarind dresses in a pork pie hat with a feather in it. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What kind of feather? Uh, peacock feather. Oh, Hell gosh. yeah. Because he loves attention. And yeah. uh, and he uh, generally wears a bright red blazer and bright red shoes that match. Yeah, and nothing else. Uh, but why does he wear these things? Because he likes people to look and be like, oh, who's that fellow in the sharp red jacket? Why, that's Jazz Tamarind and his peacock feather. Uh-huh. I'm glad that that's what they think instead of what I would think, which is yikes. And um, move. And what Remind- I'm hearing is not a single inch of pants. <laughs> he wears feet of pants. <laughs> His pants are made of feet. Well, he could yeah. wear a fancy utilicilt, I guess. Okay. He's, got, he's got no. Oh, yeah, no utilicilt. He's got pants sponsored by Barefoot Wines. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's got a he's got a, a utilicilt that's uh, a, a very dark shade of black. Remind me is. Um... Alita going as my plus one. Uh, Alita was put on the invitation with you, yes. Uh, Johannes has his own invitation. Okay. Yeah, Alita, well, you'll be my plus one. And since I have to look like I belong at the party, you'll, you'll have to, to look like you belong too. So you'll have plenty of time to, to learn to, to uh, party like a, like a noble. I mean, I don't want to get distracted from the mission. I've just, I've always been interested in these because I've read about them a lot. As I said, don't worry. You'll have plenty of time. What have you read about them? Well, it's always very romantic. There's always, like, these incredibly, like, charming, dashing men and all these, like, women in beautiful dresses. And there's always some kind of courtly intrigue and forbidden love. And there's always, like, a dance where, like... They're secretly passing coded messages to each other. I'm very excited for these. I've been to so many of these, and I don't think I've ever seen any of those things happen. But maybe that's because I was really busy at the hors d'oeuvre station. Um, Johannes, I can tell you that it definitely happens. Whoa. Do you think that it happens not over a bowl of salad because that's the freshest time to tell somebody that you got a crush on them like a green pepper nothing nothing says romance like a mouthful of romaine lettuce heck yeah that's the that's the romaine marketing campaign (laughs) salad is like one of the least sexy foods to try and eat in front of someone because you always end up like shoveling and wadding leaves into your mouth there's no delicate way i'm gonna i'm gonna people eating salad they're always smiling and happy I'm yeah, gonna but say, they're never putting it in their mouths because I, it's an awkward food to eat. I doth protest because I'm going to say if you eat a salad well, you can show somebody how well you can undress something with their tongue. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, good my. God. Bringing us, back, bringing us back to the heist. <laughs> can you tell I'm a I vegetarian? Was <laughs> I was expecting that from Brandon, but I'm very impressed. So... How far away are we from the heist beginning? Um, you got, it's like afternoon. So we've got, a, what, like a couple of hours? Give or take. All right. How are we going to spend our time between now and then? 
I'm taking a power nap. I'm doing my hair. I put it up in a bun, but not in a messy bun. I gotta put it up in a proper bun. Well, I'm gonna have to go go bathe and um get ready. Yeah, a boat's gonna do the same. Time to take a bath. I'm gonna go get ready with Johannes. Ooh. We gotta do what? the hair. He's literally the only one I trust to do anything comp- competent with my hair. Bo has a shaved head. He doesn't understand. He only no, he understands doesn't. sleek convenience yeah. and also highly accessibilizable uh, hats. And uh, wind resistance. What, oh, after, he, after Bo takes his bath, uh, he's going to mosey quickly over to the sartorial district and pick up a few uh, clothing items. I'm assuming not in his bathroom. No. Oh. <laughs> Why not? Can you imagine just him coming out of the house just dripping <laughs> from his bath, like in a bathrobe and just wa- and it's like a short bathrobe, it's not even a yeah. long one, and he just waddles his way over to be like, excuse me, sir, you'll Can find I- this pair of pants. Excuse me, sir, uh, I'll take that leg of ham. <laughs> I- <laughs> and then he eats it like a turkey leg at Disneyland while he goes and buys socks, but only socks. I, I have a question and a concern, which is... Brandon, you bought all those beautiful, beautiful clothes from Fashion Silk Strider. Mm-hmm. Are you now not going to wear them at this party? Um, there are a couple of items that I need to get. Accessories? Okay. Because if you think about it, I have four costumes that must be worn for this. I have to be <laughs> the rat, the butler, <laughs> Charles Gravyboat Barnes, and Jazz Tamarant. All four of these characters are characters in a Clue game, for sure. I just like the idea of... Oh, God, Clue PR. Guys, that's a bonus content. We do some kind of Clue episode with QPR cast. That'd be amazing. The rat with the mace in the garbage room. I just like the idea that each of the costumes Boat wears... It just has to be thrown on top of the other costume. So he's in this giant cartoon rat costume, and then he puts butler clothes over it, and then he like quickly like snaps his formal clothes over no, it, I've, and then he puts a hat and glasses onto the rat costume. I've thought about the layering just... already. Don't worry. <laughs> Perfect. It's, it's a good thing that the rat costume has tearaway pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Adidas tracksuit pants on that rat. I, I just, it's beautiful. It's magical. All right. You guys ready? Uh, there's there's a thing that I didn't fully establish in scene, but that we talked about me doing that I want to make sure actually happened. Solinar was going to get a contact from Alyssa to get some kind of magic deactivation thing that would help him get through the locks of this vault. Did that actually occur and do I need to deduct a large sum of money from my bank? So, notably, you are not able to track down Alyssa, oh, no. which is odd. However, you do remember some of your contacts from when you ran around in Tinkerhaven, and it doesn't look like many of them remember you. Uh, if you deduct approximately 100 gold, you can get what you need. So this just... is after the same... Mark, there's, there's Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> so there's a scene where like Solinar is putting down his like coin purse while he's laying down for his power nap, and it like 
As he sets it down, like a single fly buzzes out of it. The coin purse <laughs> opens slightly and the camera reveals a seven gold pieces inside the coin purse. And a note that says chaotic poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Merch available at Alpha Comics and Games. It's just a piece of paper that says it. There's also shirts and buttons, but the piece of paper is sometimes free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is everybody square? Your poorness. Uh, All right. Yeah, boat's going to be fine. This is going to go off without a hitch. As all heists do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Our plan is waterproof. Waterproof, I tell you. All right. I'm going to bring some uh, flex seal just in case. (laughs) That's wise. All right. That's a lot of damage. Alex, why are you rolling 10d20 right now? I don't understand. I, I didn't think we'd done anything yet. Koza. Yes. Johannes. Yes. The two of you, alongside Alita, are going to stand at the gates of the Aether Twine Manor. There are beautiful fairy lights, and I mean that literally. They are magic dancing lights that have been cast all over the property, enveloping the whole place in a warm, welcoming glow. No glow more welcoming than what radiates for the manor itself. Everything seems lively, exciting. There are people in gowns worth more than certain cities make in a year, just twirling and having conversations, but more than anything, you see the masks. Some people have themed their whole entire outfit around their mask, being dressed in approximations of a crow or a fox, or even the moon. You see others who their mask is clearly something that they added on to what they thought would look like a stellar outfit. And yet still, there are some masks that look somehow off. You step into the room and the floor reflects almost as well as a mirror would. Everything has been shined and polished to perfection, lit by this brilliant golden chandelier. Two enormous long banquet tables flank either side as you walk in, covered in sumptuous, rich food. Everything from fruit to chocolate fountains to any kind of hot hors d'oeuvre just all laid out on moss, even sweets, desserts, some foods you've never even heard of, just laid out in repast. Oddly, doesn't look like anybody's like gone after it, which is interesting. Servants walk around with trays of champagne flutes and wine and flagons of ale for those who want to, you know, be a little more fun. But (laughs) But more than anything, it's just this overwhelming sense of glamour and luxury. What's the first, like, what's on the first tray I see that's like near as soon as uh, You're going to turn to your first tray and it's going to be some kind of meat dish served on a small, like, crust of, like a small crostini, essentially, uh, topped with some form of fruit compote. Okay, going to grab one of those. What about drinks? What's the nearest drink to me? Uh, the nearest drink is going to be a flute of champagne given, uh, hand, like, on the tray of the hand of a servant. All right, Koza, um, oh, 
oh, um, we should we should have um drinks, right? And Koza grabs one of those. He also grabs drinks. It's uh, make sure everybody gets a champagne glass of champagne. Yeah, I grab I grab a um, <clears throat> little little tortellini and a champagne. So. What do we do now? Do you think that Solinar and Bodo will be okay? We toast and toast. First the toast. Because <coughs> uh, um, Elise is gonna snag a random like a crouton off of a salad and just like yeet it into her mouth. You just yeeted that crouton. <laughs> just just stole it <laughs> off of someone's passing salad. Yeah. Yes. A, just a noble. Because is trying to look cool, but. Is clearly a little nervous and immediately drinks his entire glass of champagne. <laughs> oh, mood. And to now the toast. Oh, uh, yes. oh, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, I forgot the toast. And Koza grabs another glass of champagne. I'm and very excited for the direction this is going. Now the toast. Uh, Johannes, how many of those have you had? Whoa, zero. I haven't been able to. I've been eating the little tort- tortinis every time. Okay. She looks over at Koza. Uh, to tonight going well. Uh, right, tonight going well. And Koza clinks the glass Clink. and drinks Clink. it back. Clinks. Can right. I roll a perception to see if I recognize anybody here? Just absolutely, you can. Okay. One, 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 one. That. Well, I am happy to say there is a one for you that you'll in the number. Uh, that is actually going to be a 19. So you are going to notice. There are a couple of nobles here and there that you recognize from various soirees that your family may or may not have dragged you to. You might have been hiding in your room at the time. Uh, I do want to say, like, yeah, when Koza said that, oh, the intrigue and everything definitely happens at, um, at, at, at parties like this. He has no idea. <laughs> no idea. He's just yeah. He just he's convinced so, that it happens. <laughs> so in this shimmering white dress with this mask that sort of evokes the image of a dove, uh, stands somebody with a blonde ponytail, glowing eyes, and a rather uh, authoritative stance, seemingly unimpressive. You recognize very notably the Knight Commander of the Ilarian Knights. Oh, 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 Alita. Somebody we know is here. Oh, no, somebody we know is here. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, who is it? We should say hi. We probably shouldn't, Johannes. We're trying to be sneaky. Oh, we should tell them bye. Yeah. While Alita and Johannes are having this conversation, is Koza already, like, over there? (laughs) No, Koza realized... Oh, no, Koza, yeah. Koza came to the realization. Koza's fine. It's Johannes <laughs> I'm worried about. All right. So standing next to her is going to be Argent, who those of you who don't remember the Ilarian Knights very well, he was one of the knights. He was a spear wielder. He was known for being kind of a Lothario and a little bit of a lush. Um, he was kind of rude to you guys, and you don't remember a whole heap because you didn't interact with him as much as you did the others. Uh... Uh, over the course of the next, you know, 20, 30 minutes, uh, several nobles get introduced formally uh, as they walk in. Uh, some no- some names that stand out to you are Lady Ophelia from the Boris Empire, uh, attended to and noted as such 
by someone called the Lady Perla. Followed by a group of nutcrackers. <laughs> now, are any of these so far people we would, like, what level as a noble would Koza be familiar with these people? Uh, so Lady Ophelia is uh, the sister of the emperor of the Boris Empire, which you would remember. Okay, yeah. So that's a little important. Um, Ainine, also fairly important. Some of the nobles are more like dukes or marquis level, definitely worth noting, but not the level of <gasps> that uh, Lady Ophelia would be. Gotcha. I like I like that guy who got introduced, Duke's Mayo. <laughs> you haven't heard you haven't heard of Duke's Mayo? No, I have not. But I like that he has a very fashionable mask on. Oh, that mask looks really familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, it's probably the yellow top. Well, no, don't, those kind of look like the ones you guys have. Oh, we could ask them where they got their mask. Come on, let's go. Oh, yeah. So you approach the man. Hello, Duke's Mayo. My name is Johannes. Uh, hello, hello, my Duke. <laughs> <laughs> hello, yes. Uh, I am the Duke. Mayo, it is a pleasure to see you at this event. It's a pleasure is all mine. I regret my actions. The pleasure is all mine. And this is my friend who may have already introduced himself, but I cannot remember. Uh, hello, um, Duke Mayo, I, I'm... Did we come up with secret names? No, <laughs> oh, please, at no point ask, did you. Ask oh. me that. Unless you're Jazz Tamarind, no. Yeah, I know what's up. Wait, what did I just? Sorry, did Johannes use a secret name or anything? No, no. I'm Johannes. Uh, I'm, no, Johannes I'm, introduced himself as Johannes. Uh, I'm, I'm, um, I, I'm, I'm, I am. Um, yes, spit it uh, out. Um, I'm, um, <laughs> tell uh, um, me. Um, <laughs> um, uh, 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 um. Oh no! Um, Heimlich oh, maneuver. God. I do the this Heimlich is, on him. <coughs> This is my lord, uh, Coda from Marine. Uh, um, Coda, Alima. my man. This is Alima. My lady Alima. She looks over. Alima's the best you could come up with. I was, I was expecting Yoza Courage. So, it's <laughs> a step better than that. Duke yeah. Mayo, we came over here because. Coda's at least actually a name. <laughs> your bright yellow mask shines with the light of a thousand uh, uh, pureed I don't know what mayonnaise is made out of, maybe whale fat. Uh, and it's- This mask specifically is the color of canary doves and Whoa. lemon sunshine, yes. Two birds not usually mixed together and two <laughs> flavors not usually mixed together, combining into four mixed things to create the most beautiful mask I've ever seen. Where, perchance, did you purchase this mask? Uh, it was a gift, of course. Of course. The Ambassadors Association here offered us such lavish accoutrement, as you would say. Well, I wouldn't Introduce. have said that, but I'll say it now. Accoutrement. Introduced into the party are a couple of folks that the names 
are kind of familiar, not familiar at all, not familiar at all, and then one that you recognize very strongly. You recognize the, you, you kind of think you might recognize one or two of the names, but the one that stands out for sure is the name Emberlin. Da-da-da, da-da-da. Does, does that have a title? Are you watching Sports Center? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ember Espen. Yes. <laughs> Help control the pet population. Have your pets uh, espayed or neutered. <laughs> Hola, mi nombre es Ember Espen. <laughs> De ocho. Que hora es? Y, y es Carlos entertain me a queso. <laughs> <laughs> oh la! <laughs> oh la la! Uh, it's just prefaced with lady. Oh, nice uh, lady. No, it's an idol. Yeah. Well, speaking. Of, so you got your mask. It was a gift, which is awesome. How? And you said you got it from the people here at the accoutrement at the ambassadors' association. Yes, it is a. Uh, customary to award Duke's gifts before such events. Well, that is awesome. Maybe someday I need to become a Duke so that I can get a gift of such a beautiful mask. I'm not familiar with your uh, your harness, you said, uh, as well yeah. as uh, Lord Coda and Alima, was it? No, that's Coda yep. and Alita. Sure was. <laughs> It was a Lima. Yeah, that's a... Johannes has difficulty pronouncing it with his accent, so we gave him names that are easier for him to say. Ah, I did go by Mayo for a little while on the uh, southern end of Alaria. Yes. <gasps> Alaria, yeah! Yeah, that's a... That's a the, the way that's pronounced. We're gonna need to mayo-yo out of this conversation <laughs> so that we can grab more food. Well, don't, Here you go, don't take just this go. food of champagne. I, uh, oh, uh, this champagne is mostly drank. How did you know that's how I take it? <laughs> well, because your servants are all holding mostly drank champagne glasses and none of them are drinking out of them, so I figured they're for he you. He then stands up off of his chair formed of other servants that are all <laughs> holding glasses. <laughs> I'm having Thief and the Cobbler flashbacks in a way I wasn't expecting to today, but okay. To we, we your long health, Duke of Mayo. So, as the me. little champagne glass, as the champagne glasses clink, you have a powerful smash cut and a radical tonal shift <laughs> as Solinar and oh. Boat. Boat, where? Bo I think both of you wearing rat costumes, or nope. is it just Boat? No, so yeah, so here's here's what happened. So before in the sewers, yeah. for the record, I'm setting the scene. You guys are in the before sewers. Before Solinar and I went to go do this, uh, boat dressed in his layers. Um, he first put on because it's in order of what needs to appear. So he first put on his jazz tamarind costume of bright red shoes, a utila kilt, a white shirt, red blazer and a pork pie hat with a peacock feather. Then he put on his party attire, which was the white Elvis suit. Then he put on his butler wear, 
uh, which was just the kind of the tuxedo that he had been tooling around in for a while, and hid the uh, jazz tamarind hat inside the um, top hat. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those top hats that you can collapse down a little bit, so he did that and he put it on his back like Captain America's shield. Then he put on the rat costume over all that and then put the rat mat like the rat mask on. You say rat mask like I didn't like draw it as just like a hood yeah. with a rat face. Oh, and it's just And also his mask for the party is somewhere in there too. I like uh, delightful. I like that boat is dropping weight before weigh in right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's gotta spin out his gum so he can make his weight class. <laughs> All right. So Solinar, what he's done is he is dressed almost entirely as a butler, but he's got like waiters on over his butler outfit. And then inside his butler outfit, he's attached pouches to his body in a couple of different places so that he's got the uh, gold jewel encrusted cup that you pour liquid into and it vanishes. He's got a couple of sets of lockpicks. He has hidden a tension along his spine so that uh, it won't show easily. And then uh, he's got it's a long spine. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a tall boy. And then uh, he has his bros before crows cacaw crowbar beside a regular crowbar on his other side. Along with the the rope, I think, is wrapped around his waist. You're like Batman. <laughs> I think I think the, the plan was initially for him to have a grappling hook as well. And he was like, I have nowhere to put this. You're Batman yeah, he when doesn't he's have, disguised as Matches Malone. He, he doesn't have the, the bodice to hide the grappling hook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He needs I know. To, to be fair, it wasn't hidden in her bodice. It was hidden in a girdle under her skirt. I had to hide the grappling hook in the one place the patrons of the party couldn't find it. I love that this is Batman and Ratman and <laughs> And then for the for the final touch on the butler outfit, uh Solinar is wearing a blackjack, which is a uh, mask that is just over the eyes and uh, over the bridge of the nose. Like a domino mask? Oh yeah, that's what I mean, a domino mask. A blackjack is a thing you use to knock people out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like putting hard stuff in a sock or something and then beating them with yeah, it. Yeah, I meant a domino I thought you were going to say that you, you had a mask where instead of like the mask being like with cutouts for the eyes and the mouth or something... It's the opposite, where it's just levitating strips of fabric over your eyes and your mouth. Whoa. <laughs> wow, it's like a creepy sensor bar. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so the two of you are currently mucking your way through the sewers. Okay. This is going to go just fine. Yeah, this plan is waterproof. This is going to go off without any hitches or any hiccups. This is going to be the greatest heist we've ever done. I I feel like as you say this plan is waterproof, you like step in a puddle. Well, yeah, a little bit gets in your shoe. Yeah, but Solonar's wearing waders, so it's perfect. But it makes a little bit of a squeaky noise every time you step now. <laughs> what? He's not a clown. <laughs> he got it. Is he? He snuck a clown horn in. Oh no. You find the grate that you know is going to ultimately lead up to the kitchens. 
within the Aether Twine Manor. Is there anything you want to do before you do what is about to happen? Good news. I got great news. Oh. <laughs> um. So how far above us is the way in to the kitchen? Probably like eight feet, ten feet, somewhere in that is range. Is it like a submarine hatch or like, what is it? So it's one of those grates that is open all the way through, but the grate that actually covers it is just laid on top of the hole. Mm-hmm. There's like an indent, so it's not like a tripping hazard, but it's can, not like... Can we see in. shadows or hear the sounds of people moving around up there? You can indeed. What are they saying? I, I just don't know what to do, man. I don't know. Like, normally the nobles are weird, but some of them are acting like... I hear you. Really yeah, weird. I that, hear you. That one guy, I, I, I swear, I gave him like a cup, and then he started like eating the cup like he poured all the wine out of it yeah i don't i don't know if this is just like a new thing they do like I, what their weird stuff gets lost on me man but you like, never know but some of them were like real weird uh yeah. did you guys also uh lord aether twine seemed like real dodgy with that one guest yeah did the one that? that pulled one of his teeth out no 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 he seemed to shrug that off uh, the the elven lady, the one in black. Oh yeah. Oh, I I I walked yeah. past her and uh, I, I I don't know I. You know those moments where you walk past someone and you're pretty sure like you're a you're, you're one wrong step from dying. Yeah. Yeah, I get that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we're on break soon. Uh, anybody got anything? While all this is going on, Boat looks over at Solinar and says, I got this. <laughs> uh, Boat, Boat sort of closes his eyes and focuses and he raises his hand like he's trying to lift an X-Wing out of the swamps. And he looks up at the grate and he casts Minor Illusion and he is trying to create the sound of a, a swarm of rats, but crossed almost with the lion's roar. The idea that they're hearing a swarm of rats and then the thing that catapults up is just this like seven foot tall enormous humanoid rat. It's just the a seven funniest foot rat. thing. Rats along his rats. I'm so glad, I'm so glad that you have experienced uh, this. So to give since it's like eight foot up Solinar positions himself to give boat a boost up into up through the grate and into the room all right now's your time boat all right um i would like to use solinar's assistance to leap up through the grate into the room amid this cacophony of lion rat noise uh you hear one of the actually several of the waiters scream what the kobold but they don't say kobold um, do I need to roll anything? Yes, you're absolutely gonna roll something. One of the waiters is gonna, like, snag a broom and try to, like, hit you with Well, I it. haven't appeared yet. Oh, you haven't? No, that's what I was saying. Do I need to roll to, like, jump eight feet? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because <laughs> Solonar's Yeah, I thought, I thought you were gonna, like, no. get on Solonar's shoulders. I thought you had already jumped. I was very excited. 
Are we are we doing like a combined? God, I hope you like just beef this and just like half come out of the grate and then you're like, eh, you're lucky, guys. Are we climbing? Are we doing a com- Those haven't been good to me. Oh my god, pizza rat was me every time. <laughs> are we doing a combined athletics or is he just getting advantage? He's getting advantage. Okay, go, Brandon, go fly through I the roll- grate. All right, you have to join Weight Watchers f- for Wats. I rolled my first one. Let me roll my second one. Wet watches. That is a 15. All right. That is enough for you to spring up through the grate, sending it spinning into a wall. Yeah. Solinar gives me a hand up as Boat flies up through the grate with his arms raised. And he's still accompanied by the, the lion rat noise. And he gets up there and he lands and he just sort of like his body swirls around for a second like a Power Rangers monster. And he just <laughs> he says, rats. <laughs> and then and then he says, hey, kids, anybody want a birthday party? All right. Roll intimidation. Oh my God, it's a giant <laughs> advantage. That's definitely seduction. <laughs> Seduction's not a roll. How about a 14? Roll to seduce. So a 14 is going to be enough to mostly clear the kitchen of of servants. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all mostly going to run towards the back out of. I'm the not getting paid enough for this. <laughs> OK, yeah, that's that's generally the sentiment. <laughs> OK, I reach as they disappear. I um, quickly like close the other doors in and out of the room and then give uh, Solinar a hand to climb up. Uh, Solinar clambers up and in, and he's like, all right, phase two. And he takes off his waders and throws them down the grate. Yeah, Boat takes off his rat costume and throws it down the grate, but he's really sad about it because that was a really nice rat costume. Don't worry. Don't worry, buddy. We can come back for it after. All right. And he also, at this point... Are you gonna want it? <laughs> I mean, it's a good rat costume. It also, also, you established that these are gray water sewers and not like poo sewers. Yeah, poos, pooers, pooers. But reaches into one of his hats and pulls out uh, an adhesive Van Dyke beard that he applies to his face, and then he pulls out a wig of sort of uh, shoulder-length feathered hair. Okay, for a second, I thought you were about to, like, d- basically make yourself look like weird Colonel Sanders. Oh, no. So I'm glad to know that that's not no, what's I'm in the That's bu- called Colonel Mustard. I'm in the butler. Oh, no! I'm in the butler He's outfit Colonel now. Mayonnaise! It's the Duke. It's not finger licking, it's toe licking good. No! <laughs> no! Absolutely not! No. Toe. Into the dungeon. The rat dungeon where they lick your toes. Into the <laughs> All right. So the two of you are going to get uh, set up in your waiter costumes yeah. with your napkin. I'm already set up. Arm. All I had to do was grab a napkin. I just unzipped my rat costume and there I was. I like I like the idea that not all of the kitchen staff ran. And so there's still a couple of them in there that just watch them <laughs> undress and dress. And they're like, huh, weird. <laughs> I still don't get paid enough for this. There is, there is one kitchen. There is one chef in the kitchen, and she's sitting there with a paring knife in her hand, peeling a potato with most of the potato uncoiled in a single coil, just staring blankly. Um, Solinar, you want to handle that? Solinar. Hey, man, I'm not a guard. 
You did. She just goes back to. Peeling. You didn't see nothing. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't get paid enough to see anything. All right. I'm blind uh, anyway. Sol- Solinar. <laughs> Solinar. There's no amount of money that can fix my eyes. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't smell nothing. Solinar slaps a gold piece on the table and is like, see that you are paid enough to see nothing. She's going to take it, put it in her pocket. What now? Exactly. All right, so the two of you exit and are almost like blinded by the dazzle of this glittering room. So Solinar is going to grab, I imagine this is like a catering setup where they've got like the trays prepared by the doors out of the kitchen not so close that they can swing and be hit of course but like close enough that Solonar can just grab a tray o something and move out into the party so he's gonna grab a tray of crab puffs all right crab puffs acquired boat uh boat is going to grab a bottle of wine and carry it delicately sort of like a child in one hand and then in the other hand uh a small tray of glasses to take around to offer people drinks all right so the two of you disseminate into the party lost in the sweeping of ball gowns and the chatter of lively conversation uh it's not long before you see a conversation between uh, Koza, Johannes, and Alita, with some noble you haven't met before in an odd mask, uh, you hear the phrase, No, his name is Koda, at one point. Well, I'm pretty sure that it's Koza. Uh, no, no, no. Koda, uh, Koda sometimes can mispronounce his name. It happens. Um, you know, Alima being such a unique name uh-huh. i am so confused oh my god i thought i knew these people well but i've been calling them by the wrong name this whole time well i've always found that names really are what keep us away from each other i'm i'm ready to shed names and and really everything tonight i'm feeling freer than ever well Whoa. oh that let us forget know. our names. Oh, 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 oh. Adult. Oh, um, oh. Oh, hate food. Yes, uh, let's let's I, go eat some food. Could I interest you in a crab puff? Oh, I'll oh. take one of those. Thank you, good sir. Mm, is this too a gift to the duke? Uh, oh. You see that he is sitting on a chair made of servants. All all of the food tonight is complimentary for the duke and otherwise i suppose that is sufficient for my needs well mess food might be complimentary but do be sure to even so deliver my complimentaries to the chef so as uh the puffs are taken and solonar you're going to turn to start you know serving other people and excited you can tell regardless of what mask she's wearing that this is a pink tiefling in a red dress with sort of a scaled motif. She's going to run up excitedly and be like, The crab puffs! Uh, Oh, yes. Are they that good? Oh, yeah, these are amazing! I didn't know when they... She starts, like, taking them and, like, putting them in her hand in, like, a small fistful. Yeah, 
these are amazing. Here, I can help you carry some. Oh, thanks! Actually, one second. Kind sir, would you be able to lend us your serving tray? I promise I will bring it back to you. Quick question. Do we recognize Solonar at this point? I don't. I rolled yes. for it. Okay. <laughs> If the best serving for the uh, fine lady and her gentleman companions is to take the tray, then I will simply retrieve a different tray from the kitchens. Thank you. They didn't let me take the tray last time, even though I asked. It is no matter. I simply wish for everyone to have as smooth an evening as possible. Oh, yeah. No, I was, I'm waiting on my friend who's talking to Lord Uthertwine. Until she gets back, I kind of just need to make myself busy with food. Um, so. Hmm? Oh, I was just saying, well, we, we haven't been introduced yet, but you know Lord Aethertwine? Oh. Uh, I, I don't. My, my friend does. Uh, they're actually like, wait, am I supposed to say that? I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Anyway, so they're here because they need to get a thing from Lord Aethertwine. They had like some kind of like business deal and this was just going to be the most convenient time for them to get the thing. Uh, so they're doing that and I'm just here for the food and uh, the pretty dresses. That's mostly what I do. Oh. What, well, what do you think of my dress? It's lovely. You look great. Thank you. <laughs> I am really, really happy with it because one, it's gorgeous. And two, it really goes with my hair. I think it looks great. Uh, I really. She leans over to Koza. Is he? Is he supposed to not really be wearing anything? We, tr we um, we tried to convince him to wear something else. It didn't go well. I, I don't know why. What he he's thinking either. She gives you a small thumbs up. Gotcha. Yeah, no, Lord it looks great. Johannes, that outfit, the frills along the cuffs, it is. Astounding oh. how the ephemeral material holds on so delicately. The frillsmanship on this entire piece is outrageous. I have never seen anything that duplicate. It's like as if almost water was becoming mist as I move yes. my arms. What? I'm very, very pleased. The veritable rainbow, the prisma of colors. Oh. Yeah, I... She kind of, like, leans into Solinar. So, so, you're not seeing this either, right? Um, I, uh, it is not my place as a serving person to be commenting on the where of the guests. If you'll excuse me, I must retrieve another tray. One moment. And... But if, if, I do, if I don't have someone else confirm for me, I'll think I'm crazy. Oh, I, 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 as I said, I, I it, it's not just you. She doesn't okay. believe you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so far, two people have, have said that you're wearing something and one person uh, has The Duke uh, 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 removes um, a string from his collar, allowing the, the frilled collar to sort of pull away, and he just hands the entire collar to Solinar. Uh, would you like this placed in the coat check, your dukeness? He turns and kind of like like just flares his fingers like yes, be away. I'm finding it very stifling in here. Uh, so, at the mention of Lord Aethertwine meeting with this tiefling's friend, Solinar is going to try and like scan the party for someone that looks like they might be the host. 
Uh, do you want me to like roll perception or investigation? I mean, the host is Lord Aether yes, Twine. Solinar's never seen him before. Ah, yes. Does Please anyone here ahead. look like an Aether Twine? Does anybody here look like their name would be Aether Twine? Uh, so you wanted you wanted me to roll perception, right? I did. I've I have a first. I rolled a nineteen. It's a good perception roll. I, it's probably because you're in a heist. You're in your element, Sol man. Solinar's like uh, so razor focused. Like you can see like a little thing that's like green. It has like six readouts as he scans <laughs> across the room. He's got Terminator I, vision. I need it's like I need it's, your, it's telling everybody's power level. I need your boots, your jacket and your motorcycle. <laughs> but nothing else, which is going to be weird. Um, Hell yeah. So you don't actually see anyone who looks like they are hosting this party. Yeah. Do I see a gathering of guests who look like they're eagerly awaiting someone near a door? You do not. You do at one point see a gnome standing near a hallway that leads to an out, like, uh, further part of the manor, uh, tapping his foot and looking really impatient. But other than that... Not really. Is there an entertainment group that's juggling and wearing uh, makeup and they're the uh, the gathering of the jugglers? Mm. Uh, so I was originally only tending for musicians to be at this party, but yeah, they're there. Oh my God. I'm going to go and get some of that orange soda. And they're standing there being like, magic, how does it work? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the only thing that you see that looks like somebody waiting for somebody is going to be that impatient gnome. Uh, I Solinar is gonna grab a tray of the flutes of champagne, and then mm -hmm. move towards that person. I think Brandon hasn't done anything in a while, so I was gonna give him a moment before yeah. doing anything else. No, it's fine. Uh, Boat is sort of wandering the room with his wine offerings, just trying to pick up on little bits of gossip, little bits of information, and trying to get the lay of the land. He's actively avoiding uh, running into people that he knows like Alita and Koza and Johannes because he doesn't want to cause a scene. I'm going to have you roll two things. Okay. And they're going to sound weird, but roll with me. All right. Roll. I'm going to one, have you roll stealth. All right. And two, I'm going to have you roll investigation. All right. For stealth, I rolled a 24. <whistles> I'm glad you said they're going to sound weird. Yeah. It's a heist. Roll stealth and investigation. The <laughs> weirdest ones. And for investigation, I rolled a 16. Wonderful. So you're able to pick up on some very high profile people, some of which you recognize like Ainine. You also notice at one point, um, Alyssa, where, not looking much like you know her to look, but very easily being able to identify her as Alyssa. Mm -hmm. You also hear bits and pieces here and there of like some important business that Lord Aether Twine's trying to conduct over the course of this event. They're wondering what his speech is going to be about this year. You know, did you hear about so and so going on in a town down yonder? A lot, some of it's useful, some of it's not. Um, but one of the things that you do keep seeing out of the corner of your eye is you see standing against the wall with a glass of wine. Uh, there is a gentleman in dressed in blue, and he's just kind of watching you. And it as you move around, you think you get the feeling he's watching you specifically. Mm -hmm. What does he look Ooh, like? La, la. 
Uh, as I said, he's wearing all blue. He has spectacles on. Mm -hmm. uh, the light hitting it kind of obscures a lot of his, like, uh, his expression. Mm -hmm. uh, he has, like, sort of a sandy blonde hair that's a little bit mussy. Mm -hmm. um, and overall, he seems very handsome. Young man. Uh, his hussy score is about 27, 28, somewhere around there. Maybe a little bit younger. Young man. There's no need to feel good. But I don't recognize him. You do not. Okay. I'm gonna I say, young man. I'm gonna act like I don't recognize him, or like I don't notice him, and just continue on for just a little bit. I. So something that I want to set as a knife for Solinar because I like giving the DM knives. Uh, Solinar was so focused on finding the one specific thing that his 19 perception roll, as good as it was, does not give him awareness of other people at the party. Wonderful. So, based off of that roll, as you move throughout the party, you find yourself not bumping into enough to drop anything. Not that you're really carrying much other than the frilly neck thing. But you bump into someone very familiar. Uncomfortably familiar. Maternally familiar. Yo mama. <laughs> Yo mama. Pro Roll is a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. Our audio production and all original music composition is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alan. He can be found at The Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solinar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at Black Cloak DM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> just kind of curtsies. What? What is up, my duke? <laughs> What is what is up? Are you a bad enough duke to save the president? <laughs> Why are all of you named goblins and growlers? Gabe, please change your name so I can sneakily message you things. All of you are named goblins and growlers except Alon and Chapman. Because we're nobles. What up? Oh, I guess Josh is a noble too. Get out of here. Half Solar. noble. Half noble, half elf. Full nothing.